1: Hello, everybody. Hello, April. Welcome to another edition of Fashion History Now. Um, I just wanted to start today, April, with just a very small Instagram tidbit that I came across. Have you come across the Instagram account Simpsons Ruin Art? Oh, I do not know about this. (laughs) Um, so basically someone's going around and inserting Simpson characters into famous works of art or various types of art. And one of the ones that I just wanted to mention that popped up in my feed the other day was um, somebody put Martin into a 1922 George Barbier Gazette fashion plate and I'm dying. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> He's like running away from this fashionably dressed woman. So. Just a little humor to open up today's conversation.
2: So basically, they're like taking like a little snippet of the Simpsons character and then like inserting it into something else digitally. Let's let's just point out that it's digitally, that
1: it's not in real life. Right, correct. No real art is harmed in real life. <laughs> no, yeah, no art is harmed in the making of these Simpsons uh, ruin art. So just something fun to start today's <laughs> conversation with. That's very cute. I have a couple little tidbits of listener mail to
2: cover this week, if we may. A few weeks ago, we got a message from our listener, Marth or Marte. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your first name wrong. Viman. And she wrote to us saying, hello, hello. Hello. First, I really wanted to say thank you for your fabulous podcast. It's one of my favorites. Well, thank you for listening. And she goes on to say, I'm writing to you about the fashion history mystery episode on the etiquette of bicycling. I just listened to it and I love it. This topic is right up my alley, and I drew a little comic around this in the beginning of 2019. It was a style test for my graduation project, so it is more about this general atmosphere than it is about the story, but I thought you might enjoy it, and I can share something nice with you since you two keep me in such good company. Thanks again, and greetings from the beautiful Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. So she hails all the way from Luxembourg, which is amazing. It still blows my mind, Cass, all the time about the messages that (laughs) we Again, and and where the dress podcast reaches. So thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for writing to us. It's all we love hearing from you. And if we don't always respond, we do read majority of our messages, or we at least try to. Seriously, guys, we we try as
2: best as we can to respond to every single one. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about is the fact that she actually included images of the comic with the message that she sent us. And I wanna tell you about them. Um, She she sent us images of four pages of this comic entitled Etiquette. And it's really beautifully drawn in these vignettes that are black and turquoise, like highlighted with white. And, And then it starts out with several panels featuring a young woman In a bicycling suit, she's wearing bloomers and she's mounting a bike and and she's telling herself, okay, Alice, you're a brave girl. And then she starts to pedal and the bike is quite wobbly. She gets very frustrated. And then not before long, she takes like what is really kind of like a disastrous, painful looking crash. And then we cut to another vignette within within the series and it's now, she's indoors. So this is really amazing. Mark kind of like shifted the storyline from being in blue to like, being in this kind of like peachy orange color. So we knew we were indoors now, not outdoors. And the woman is in this massive library and we see her pulling a book from the shelf. And then the next panel shows her reading the book, Cass, Etiquette of Bicycling which you used for that episode and it is the exact same book and and we know this because like in one of the next panels she's actually turned to a page which has a quote that you used in the episode from the book oh my gosh Um, I love it And it says, it is difficult for a man and almost impossible for a woman to learn to ride without an instructor. So, like, you <laughs> actually quoted that little passage from the book. And and she had already drawn this into her comic. So, I just want to, let me finish about, like, talking about what happens in the rest of the comic before we discuss. But um, then the character Alice kind of hears someone calling her name. Out and, the, and like kind of like sneaks the book back on the shelf. And then we see Alice um, in the company of an older woman who we're not really sure is it her mother, is it her chaperone? But she's basically chastising her about how she needed to be on time for her bicycling lessons and to quote, please mind your etiquette. Otherwise, you'll end up riding a bicycle unaccompanied in trousers. And not <laughs> modestly dressed. So these these were all points which we mentioned in our episode from a few weeks ago. So it was really hysterical. I I so enjoyed it. Um, and just to sum up, the very last page of the comic uh, that Mart sent us was um, Alice now being again back out into the wild blue yonder in turquoise, and she's become much more confident. And she tells herself to forget those failed attempts. And then she finally gets on the bicycle and speeds off across the landscape. By herself. By herself. So that was such a fun listener mail. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, we love hearing from you guys, especially the ways in which you've incorporated fashion and fashion history into your lives, into your art. So it was really a treat to, I'm going to have to check that out. I missed that email. So you're going to have to send it to me. Maybe she'll let us post it. I already asked. And she said she would. So we will do it this week with this episode. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. So so we also received a lot of listener mail about our mention of the Teatro de la Mode um, last Uh week or a couple weeks ago, which is a really fascinating topic. Um, And you all requested an episode on it. And then some of you also wrote to us to inform us that there is an episode on it in the on the Articles of Interest podcast. Um, 99% Invisible has this limited run series called Articles of Interest and it's run by Avery Truffleman. Um, It's kind of investigative journalism meets podcasting, um, not necessarily fashion history, um, lots of social and cultural history, but she incorporates, you know, how are these important elements of clothing that we all recognize throughout history important? Why are they important? And um, she does it in a really interesting way. And so one of those, the episodes is called A Fantasy of Fashion. It's about the Teatro de la Mode dolls, but it's it kind of becomes a story about the woman who cared for the dolls at this obscure museum in Washington state, and um, So, you know, if you still want the fashion history mystery deep dive into it, we can certainly do it. But I did want to let you know that there is that podcast out there. And then also, kind of serendipitously maybe, Antoine and Nicola, past Dress guests, April. Yeah, they own the Diktat bookstore, Diktat underscore bookstore on Instagram, D-I-K-T-A-T-S. If you're not following them, Dress Listeners, Daily Dose of Fashion History. They have an incredible collection. But they've been posting images, black and white photographs of those dolls. Um, And so if you want to check that out, you can do that there as well.
2: I know. I saw that and I was like, oh, what a timely topic. Yes. Speaking of another timely topic, uh, another listener wrote to us recently, Nicole Carson. She sent us a literally hot off the press topic because I hadn't even seen it yet. And I think maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe she's a little bit in a time zone that's a little bit ahead of us. But she sent us a heads-up tip about the most recent British royal wedding that had taken place the day before that I hadn't even seen yet. So I'm sure that by now a lot of you have seen the press coverage of Princess Beatrice's wedding and Princess Beatrice is, of course, a daughter of Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. And she married Eduardo Mapelli Mosey on, uh, I think it was Friday, July 17th. But the reason why we're talking about this today, as if we don't all love wedding dresses enough, is that Cass, she basically shopped her grandmother's closet <laughs> in order to <laughs> select her dress, which is amazing. And she ended up selecting a dress that was designed by Norman Hartnell that her grandmother had worn to a movie premiere in 1962. That movie just happened to be Lawrence of Arabia when it premiered in London. But, you know, I think that a lot of our listeners are probably fans of The Crown. So many of you will probably recognize this name, Norman Hartnell. You know, he was the couturier to the Queen even before that when she was princess and also to her sister Margaret for many, many years, literally decades. And, you know, he designed... Tour of robes for Elizabeth when she was Princess Elizabeth before she was queen starting in the late 1930s. He designed her wedding gown in 1947 and her coronation gown in 1953. So, you know, obviously this was an incredibly important designer to Princess Beatrice's grandmother. And I just love this so much that that she went in and and worked, you know, with the archivists and and her dressmakers to make this her wedding dress.
1: Yeah, and do you want to describe it? Because it's so beautiful and so very Hartnell too. It's like all of this glittering, glittering beauty on this dress. Yeah,
2: so um, her dress is basically, it's, it's, it's a combination, it's all silk um, as one would expect, but it's, it's a combination of white silk taffeta, white silk organza, and also um, white silk satin. And then what makes it quite so Hartnell is this diamante aka rhinestone embroidery that goes all across the bodice and almost like a kind of like floral snowflake pattern. But then once the embroidery shifts at the waistline, it kind of trails down over the upper hips as if it was kind of like dripping down like like raindrops or it was like water. Um, and it's so beautiful. And we must acknowledge of course the fact that the dress was remodeled and fit. For Beatrice. And this was done by the Queen's dressmakers, who are Angela Kelly and Stuart Parvin. But the main thing that they changed, they didn't change any of the embroidery. I'm sure they like refit it to her body. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting that they changed was originally the dress was a straight across bust line, it was very tight, it hit at the natural waist, and then it had two kind of like inch-wide shoulder straps that just simply went up and over the shoulders. And I think the changes that they made to it were probably because it was going to be slightly too sexy to wear Mm. as a wedding dress. So they added these little sheer organza puff sleeves on the side. And like, if you look at the dress as worn by Beatrice and then also as worn by the queen back in the 60s, um, you can see photographs of her. and, And when the queen wore it, It was much more sexy. Like she had on these like over the elbow, white length gloves. She was really heavily corseted. So I think they were, what they were trying to do with this revamp of the dress was they were trying to make it a little more um,
1: demure, a little more nuptial. So, right. And it's so, so beautiful. Yeah. And so magical, fairy tale wedding, of course. Yeah.
2: And also, just one last thing about that Uh, Beatrice actually also wore Queen Elizabeth's diamond tiara that she wore to her own wedding. Um, so mm. that was a really nice touch. And and for any of our listeners um, who want to learn a little bit more about Norman Hartnell's career, he was actually the subject of an exhibition last year in 2019 that only finished closing its run Earlier this year in January at the Fashion and Textile Museum in London, and some of you may have already seen it, but just in conjunction with that, the Victorian Albert Museum, their publishing wing re-released his autobiography called Silver and Gold, and I have not read this yet, but I will. So that is out there on Amazon for a very affordable price if you want to learn a little bit more about Norman Hartnell.
1: Hmm, I'll have to check that out myself For limited time dress listeners, you can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. You will sleuth with June in the antique
2: parlors of New York, the chic sidewalks of Paris, and you can even build your own luxury island estate where you get to decorate and plant decadent gardens. And there's also
1: a chat and challenge feature where you can play alongside friends. So join us dress listeners in putting on your detective hats and escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and
0: Android.
1: You know, and it's just so interesting too, because we all, you know, many of us grew up having these like fairy tale fantasies, right? Being the fairy tale princess. And this is something that leads into my next kind of quick tidbit. But I don't know if you've heard of the magazine called Enchanted Living Magazine. What? Nope. Or Fairy Magazine, as it's known on Instagram, at F A E R I E Magazine. So Enchanted Living Magazine is a quarterly print magazine that celebrates all things Enchanted. So every issue features like exquisite photography, original fiction and poetry, travel pieces, this is all from their website, from bioluminescent bays to Scottish fairy hills and castles, Artist profiles, recipes, home decor, otherworldly beauty tips, craft tutorials, and much more with, you know, fairies, mermaids, dragons. So, all this magical fantasy culture that's out there in all of these different forms. It's just something I'm definitely going to subscribe and get this quarterly magazine in my mailbox. I know magazines are like kind of like that interesting, like, is that a thing of the past? But I still really, really like getting that that magazine and holding it in my hand and as our listeners and you know april i love magic and i think um we all need a little bit of magic right now so definitely check that out
2: especially right now well okay so if you're super into following that magazine i have a recommendation for you do you know this instagram account called follow me away i do not Ah, okay. So Victoria and Terence are creating like these supremely beautiful fashion images, right? And they're actually partnering with specific brands to like bring in the work because it fits the sort of like genre that they're doing. And so they have these really majestic or kind of like mystical landscapes that the models in these fashions kind of fit in. So what we might see are like really huge trailing capes or like some really beautiful things where the bottles are wearing like monarch butterfly wings that are actually a cape. And the places that they have traveled to um, to capture some of these landscapes are pretty amazing. There's a lot of shots from Iceland and, you know, just like all over the globe. So they're really beautiful. You can follow them on Instagram at follow me away.
1: I will definitely be checking that out. And something else I want to recommend our listeners, something that you can do is um, the SCAD Museum of Fashion and Film has been doing virtual tours of their exhibitions, and they are free. So August 13th at 6 p.m., they're going to be doing a free virtual tour of their exhibition, uh, Aliyah-Adrian Masters of Cut, with Christina Frank, who's the Assistant Director of Fashion uh, Exhibitions. And so a little bit about this exhibition, quote, it brings together sleek designs and impeccably tailored looks by beloved designers, Azadine Alaya and Gilbert Adrian. Garments on view display the intricate detailing of Adrian's suits, the mitered stripes, clever seaming, and unexpected appliques in dialogue with Alaya's body celebrating designs. Pairing their work, the exhibition reveals the designers intertwined and in, enduring in, legacies. And as you know, April... Alia was a huge collector of Adrian's work um, and greatly inspired by this designer.
2: Yeah, and, and, and actually we, I think, were um, slated, if the entire summer of 2020 hadn't been canceled by COVID, uh, I think we were slated to be at the uh, Alia Foundation, if possible, last June. So visiting with some of our listeners. So that exhibition was originally curated by the Alia Foundation. That's why I bring that up.
1: In Paris,
2: so it was in Paris for for a bit before before being at Scat.
1: Yeah, so of course I will provide a link in our show notes to this event. You can see what other virtual tours they have scheduled as well. Um, and I will probably see you there. I think that does it for us today, April. Yes,
2: I agree. And everyone, please tune in next Tuesday for our full length episode. And um, if you would like to send us a message with a request for a future fashion history mystery mini query, you can do so at dressedpodcast at iheartmedia.com. You can also send us a DM on Instagram like many of our listeners in this episode did today. Um, and our Instagram handle is at dressed underscore podcast. And that is where we post images each and every week to accompany each episode.
1: And last but not least, thank you to our producers, Holly Fry, Casey Pegram, everyone else at iHeart that makes this show possible each and every week. Catch you soon. Dress the History of Fashion is a production of iHeart Radio. For more podcasts from iHeart Radio, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite shows.